0: Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Welcome to episode 146 of Lesbians You Write. This week's topic is romance pride, bitches. Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co host, the woman whose bones bleed romance, TB Markinson. Hello, TB, how are you today? Whose bones bleed romance? That's such a weird image. Now I'm just like, ow! I don't know. I think I was thinking, yeah, I clearly had a thorny image in my mind when I was thinking about romance, which I don't know what that says about me, but anyway.
1: Apparently you want to break my bones. You know, I've had one of those weeks uh, on Monday, I woke up early, as I usually do on a Monday, and I had two pressing issues to attend to before having my morning cup of tea, which I normally do every Monday now. Um, one of them is to upload the podcast episode, and the other, the other one was to check Um, sale books for the reading challenge and IHL both are very simple things and usually after I kick those off on a Monday I go make my tea and then I just kind of ease into the work week you know Mm -hmm. but there's those two things I have to start right away like uploading the episode and everything but this Monday my computer decided this was the perfect day to throw a hissy fit so what usually would take me 10 minutes 45 minutes later I was able to get my computer to cooperate and I was like seriously why does technology do this?
0: It knows. It knows when you're having a bad week. and uh, or, Well, you weren't even having a bad week at that point, were you? It was just the start.
1: It's snowballing now. Yes. <laughs> it's just like, I hate because it just starts you off on the wrong, wrong footing. So, we'll see. But So, I had that to deal with. But, on good news, Miranda McLeod and I have passed the halfway point of a London love story, the Kindle Vella series. So, that's, yes, that. We both, I think, were a little um, ambitious when we took this on, because we're like, oh, it's not that much. It's like one, you know, it's 5,000 words a week. That's just an extra 5,000 words. Um, It's been taking a lot out of us. (laughs) taking more time than we anticipated. (laughs) It's
0: for somebody who, 5,000 words between you, or each total total but for someone yeah. like you know as as we've talked about before I'm the person who sits down and writes 4 thousand words in a day you don't do that you write in smaller chunks more often so that's quite a lot of words per week extra FYI
1: where were you three
0: <laughs> Just, months ago should I've pointed this out to you earlier <laughs> yes yes
1: you should have I do have some good news about kindle Vella. Apparently, and it still only applies in the U.S., I'm sorry, but apparently they're rolling out the app for Android devices and Kindle Fires. No word yet when it will go worldwide, but progress is being made. More people are able to access it on different devices. I don't know why it can't be accessed on all Kindle devices or why it has to be a Kindle Fire, because, I don't know if you noticed, they named it Kindle Vela. Mm. So, but... I'm going to take it as a good sign because it's been, they launched this in July, and it's still like, they're just still testing it here on very small pools of people.
0: Well, hopefully it will blossom and, you know, get picked up in countries other than America because apparently other countries are available, but uh, the Kindle Vela team <laughs> haven't haven't heard about that. <laughs> what? There's a there's a world outside America? Do you like my American <laughs> accent there? You
1: nailed it. Yeah, I thought nailed so. Nailed it. Yeah. And speaking of co-writes, Miranda and I are cruising along on the ranch story, or as Claire likes to call it, or I keep accidentally calling it, and Claire prefers, the raunchy story. Um, Luckily, the action is moving away from the Vegas portion of the story. I'm unlike a lot of people. I don't particularly really like Vegas. I don't have great memories of Vegas, because when I was a kid, we used to have to drive there for soccer tournaments, and this was the time where it wasn't kid-friendly, so they just had, like, circus, circus which was this really dingy, dark place that reeked of cigarette smoke. So these are my memories of Las Vegas, and everyone loves Vegas. And I'm just like, Ugh, smoke. Ugh. Creepy old men staring at you because you couldn't step on certain parts of the carpet because there was gambling. I don't have great memories of Vegas, so I'm glad we're finally moving out of Vegas in the story.
0: I mean, I, having been to Vegas, you know, in the last decade, I can say that it's still very smoky, and there's probably still lots of very strange men. So it hasn't changed that much. <laughs>
1: Oh, well, then I won't go back. Okay. I won't try to, like, change this memory, because apparently you can't. But in um not-so-great news, we have some bad tax news. In the U.S., we are in tax season, and employers have to give uh, U.S. taxpayers a certain forms, tax forms, by January 31st, midnight January 31st. So ACX, which is the um, branch of Audible... That's the platform narrators and uh, authors upload their audiobooks that go on the Audible and Amazon. ACX dropped a bomb on U.S. taxpayers on January 31st at 10.32 p.m. I received this email, but I couldn't find it because it landed in my spam box because they used a different email that they don't usually use. Suspicious already. But... They gave us the tax forms, and my amount was much higher than I was expecting. And I started, and then at the bottom of the email, they're like, oh, by the way, we changed the whole way we're doing taxes this time. So if you're an author who did a royalty share, you got, because royalty share, what you can do is you can sign, you can go into a deal with a narrator, so, and they split the royalties for a seven-year contract, so the author gets 20%. And then the narrator gets twenty percent for those seven years, but ACX decided to put all the money onto the author's tax. So I now have forty percent royalties on my forms, and I have to figure out the tax information for my narrators now. To back up a bit, when I get into these contracts with um, narrators and ACX. ACX pays the narrators. I do, no money is exchanged from my account. They pay the narrators and they collect all the tax information. I don't have access to their tax information and I don't have access to know how much they've made. I can pretty much guess, but I don't know if ACX is actually reliable when it comes to math because their spreadsheets are really bad. So, now I had to figure out there was another wrinkle. Certain narrators did get a tax form from ACX. They had to have like received $20,000 plus 200 transactions. So then it put all of us authors in this really terrible situation. to be like, excuse me, how much did you get paid from ACX last year? Do I need to send you a form or not? Because if they got a form from ACX, if we gave them another form, then it that it, it um, report, double reports their income. So it's been a nightmare. Yes. It's been an absolute nightmare. And they just dropped this bomb on us. And they said they let us know last January, like two january of 2021 but there was no no hissy fit on the internet and i'm thinking if they did tell authors this there would have been a big storm about it much earlier yes so, so a lot of independent authors who have done royalty shares are freaking out even more about taxes because we already have very complicated taxes in the u.s and acx is like ha do it
0: yes so yeah acx is just um fucked over all the u.s authors i don't think this applies to does it apply outside the u.s i'm not sure We should also say, sorry before you say that, um, this this doesn't apply if you've done a pay-up-front deal with your narrator, so this only applies if you've done royalty share.
1: Yes, only the royalty shares. I will come to ACX Defence just a bit on this. Um, Apparently, the taxes had changed the way they're supposed to report it, but they just didn't get the information out to us in time. Because... I'm assuming they had, like, one of those emails, like, these companies send out where, like, oh, our, our our terms of service have changed, and if you want to read all this legalese, and, and none of us did, and so, yeah, shame on us for not doing that, but um they could have handled it a bit better.
0: But they are ACX, though. Uh, but what I'll say is, uh, listeners can't see, but um, Gray TB's lovely cat has joined. Clearly, is a, a, a pulled by ACX's uh, behaviour because she is she is now in shop. She she's um wanting to get on the microphone. So yeah, you're a aren't you, Gray?
1: Yes, yes, she Because uh, when I get upset, then uh, it impacts to how much she get, how many treats she gets. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right but 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 are you staying positive for 2022 tv despite all this i'm really
1: i'm really trying it's like the universe heard me on our first recording we're like i'm gonna stay positive the universe is like hold my beer (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like oh man but um i'm really trying i am trying so how are you doing on your side of the pond
0: well over here um i am back from wickstable so that's um that's you know, good and bad. Um, but we did have a great week uh, in Whitstable. We we had lovely weather, very um blue skies, sunshine. It rained when we left, so that was um you know, if it's gonna rain, that's a good time for it to rain, right? We got really wet going to the station. <laughs> but um, that's kind
1: of a long walk to the station too.
0: It's only about ten minutes, but it was raining really hard. Anyway, but it's a great it was a great week. Got loads done. Um and now uh, so I think I got like about eighteen thousand words down of my book my new book and I was hoping for 20 so you know nearly nearly hit it um, and I feel like I feel like an apt metaphor because I've been watching some winter Olympics today and I've been watching the I think it's the snow cross or the board cross or something like that but basically it's snowboarding uh, but you know like over bumps and hills and brown tracks of snow and it's amazing I was just watching the ladies and thinking they are amazing you know the, the lady that won was from America and she was very cute i was thinking she'd be a great heroine of a lesbian romance novel as she as she uh, took off her visor but anyway so yeah an apt most of TV is i feel like i'm on a bobsleigh with this book uh, i was watching the bobsleigh the other day no no the skeleton bob you know where they lay on a tray A uh, lay on a tray basically and just go round on their backs so i'm uh, i'm on that that's what i'm doing and if i'm if my book is a skeleton bob track right i feel like uh, i've got my lycra it fits well it's good colour coordination. I've got those rubber spikes on my gloves. I've just pushed off. I've got my momentum going. I'm around the first two corners, but I've got to hold my line, and hold my nerve and hold steady throughout the course of this book. Like, a, like in the skeleton bob or, or the snow cross or anything. It's not just one go, is it? You, you've got to do like sort of three or four rounds and then you might get to the semi and the final. So I'm, I'm well on my way on the first round, but there's a long way to go.
1: How fast do they travel?
0: Uh, well, it depends on the. I don't know how fast they travel on the on the skeleton bob, but stupid fucking speeds on the snow on the snowboarding the the cross or whatever it's called. Um, speeds of up to ninety six miles an hour. Yeah,
1: it's it's terrifying. I, I can't I watch it because I'm just like, oh, one well, wrong move and <laughs> oopsie.
0: <laughs> I, was, I was watching those people flip off the mountains today and then do like tricks in the air. And I was like, wow, it's amazing, and and they all land land nail the landings that's what I'm trying to say so I'm hoping that this book will go along and it'll nail the landing um today I did have a thing where I thought I need to know more about the subject so I've wrote a list of questions that I need answering and I sent an email to somebody who can answer them for me because that is my preferred form of research I like to talk to somebody who's in the field So that's how we're going on the new book. So that's good. Also, uh, I think I said last week, but my workspace, my office workspace is working well. Um, I did, I was up and down with it, but now I quite like actually the split of work and home uh, because I need to do this at the moment because the work, the renovation work is still going ongoing every day. Bang, 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 crash, crash, wallops next door. So I'm in this uh, new office space, but... You know, I've actually um, made some new sort of pals. I've got pals to go for lunch with now. Or, I can, or you can just nip down to the dining room downstairs on your own. I know the restaurant manager, I know the office manager now. It's very high, it's quite a plush and high-end, this new place. More plush than I think I first gave it credit for because they really added the finishing touches now, plants and pictures and stuff. But the, the thing that sets it apart is their, their restaurant downstairs is amazing. It's really nice to go down there and have, and have a lovely lunch. So I may keep it up after the renovations over. Who knows? Although there was a fly in the ointment today because there was a man just two desks down, and he was eating a bag of crisps really slowly and really loudly. And these are the things I don't miss about being in a shared workspace.
1: Do you remember like in offices, like when someone like would like heat up fish in the microwave uh, at lunch, and why? you're just like, or <laughs> burn popcorn, or like you're like seriously. You're
0: in a shared space with everybody. Don't keep up fish in a microwave. I actually once shouted at someone for that. Some This guy I work with, he brought in his fish stew. I'm like, really? Seriously? And he was the same guy who set off the um, the smoke alarm, went off three times because he just kept burning his toast. And everybody else used the toaster and it was fine, but no, no it, he burnt it three times. But uh, <laughs> There's always one. There's always one. <laughs> I did use that, though, that detail. He w- he was good for my books, future books, because in uh, What I Want for Christmas, I think the fire alarm goes off a few times because she keeps burning the toast. And a lot of people said to me, well, surely they'd get a new toaster uh, the fire- if the fire brigade kept getting cooled. No, in my real-life experience, it never <laughs> happened. <laughs> the other thing I did this week or... Um, What was it last week I can't quite remember where am I Um, I also did an online zoom event with Kenrick which is a a lesbian um, sort of social group Um, and I used to go along to their lesbian their sort of social group events they used to meet on a Friday night in central London but since obviously Covid they've gone online so they're now called the K social Um, and it was really good actually that I read from Big London Dreams and Change of Heart my two latest books and I had about 25 people in the group so that's actually more than you'd get IRL and they were really engaged and um really really interested I had like half an hour of questions so it always makes things go a bit better because I did do two readings so I did 20 minutes of readings for my books which is a lot isn't it that's the, a long reading that's a it was a long lot of reading but I know this group really likes readings so I'm like you know I know we both hate reading but I really tried to put my all into it, and I think they appreciated it, so I got a lot of um, questions and stuff, so that's good.
1: That sounds excellent, but I don't think I could do 30 minutes or 20 minutes of my own book.
0: Can I read something else? No, it has to be your own. I think they'd be like, what what are you doing here? I think uh, one more thing I want to say is um, I was just made aware this week of the 20 Books Madrid conference, which is happening on the first weekend in June, so I am thinking of maybe going... Um, There are tickets left. Yeah, it just came to my attention. I was completely passing by because I'm not really on Facebook that much anymore. And I used to, you know, follow or lurk in the 20 books to 50k Facebook group, but I don't really so much anymore.
1: I've been in that group a lot lately with the whole ACX thing because everyone's trying to figure out what's going on. Okay. But um, I didn't know they had a European... Well, and i know they do i think they do vegas which we all know now my feelings on vegas <laughs>
0: i think we should go to vegas yeah vegas <laughs> baby let's smoke and things no i'm really bad i'm a really bad smoker anyway crashing on comments what you got
1: all right first up we have simon who said hey i've heard you mention your love for goggle box so i'm keen to hear which of the goggle boxers are your favorites i have a soft spot for giles or giles 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 and mary giles and mary um, I did really house and Mary. Unfortunately, I don't have, I don't watch Gogglebox that much anymore, being in the U.S. and not wanting to pay for massive cable bills. Um, but I also really, really liked uh, Leon and June and I was very devastated when they passed. I was really, I was really torn up about, especially I think Leon went first and then June went and that just like tore me up. They were so adorable together. They were. And, like, he always would like steal her cookies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She was always I was like she always had him on a on a diet, didn't she? Yes. <laughs>
1: yes. I can really relate to Leon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who are your favourites on Google
0: Box? Do you know what? A bit like you, I don't watch it that much anymore, so I think I don't really know. I don't know. It's a bad question for me. I don't know who any of them what any of them are called. You're good with details. Yeah, <laughs> It's been a very long time since I watched Google Books. I think the last time I watched it actually was with you in Whitstable, and that was two years ago. So. Yeah,
1: it wasn't like an old one, too. Yes, It was even a new one. <laughs> All right. Up next, we had uh, Rachel McLean on Twitter said, I'm wondering if at Les You Write mention me each time I tweet them, then I tweet about how nice it is to get a mention if we're creating a feedback loop. So... Are we creating a feedback loop?
0: Yeah, we're suckers for this shit, Rachel. Just keep tweeting us, and we'll keep mentioning you.
1: What do they say? All good, like marketing or all the good publicity? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But yes, we appreciate all the comments, and yes, we'll keep mentioning you. Is that a threat? That sounds threatening. Threatening. <laughs> I'm not sure if that sounds like a threat. But that's it for comments.
0: Okay, I've got um, two, and it could be the same, Simon. Uh, I don't know. Um, but Simon just wrote in t- to me to say thank you for asking, answering his question last week on MM and FF Romance he says it was very helpful and interesting so you're welcome and do let us know if you've got any questions because we're always open to making them topics uh, of, a, of um, an episode and answering them in, in depth and professionally right TV?
1: Well, you're the one who shared the squirrel books with me. Yes. I had no idea that was a thing. Yes. And then you, we did drop a link in the show notes, and the cover was adorable.
0: Also, we should share the title, right? Nuts about you.
1: I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, I'm mean, i surprised we didn't think of that on
0: our own. That's adorable. <laughs> yes. Absolutely adorable. I also got told, and we're not going to go into this now, but my friend also told me afterwards that there is also another book where you can shift into being a potato. Not only a potato, a fingerling potato, which would be more suited to FF romance, surely, but that's all I'm going to say on that topic. What kind of potato? A fingerling.
1: How do you spell that?
0: Yeah, a finger and then ling. Anyway, I'm going to crash onto <laughs> the next comment. Um, this one's from Malcolm, who says two reasons for writing. Firstly, he wants to thank me and you for One Golden Summer. It'll always have a special place in his heart on account of its theme, famous actress and obscure woman fall in love. He loves this dynamic because it corresponds to the plot of his favourite film, one of his favourite films, Notting Hill. And he seems to remember me saying that I'm a fan of Notting Hill and he thinks it's brave of me to write it because he'd be worried about that movie influencing me too much. And I just say to Malcolm, when I wrote back to him, I can honestly say that I don't think I've even thought about that. It was such a different scenario to me. it didn't The, the two didn't cross over in my head, so there you go.
1: Yes, I did not think of Notting Hill. And also most recently with the proposal, I didn't realize until it was being beta read that people are like, oh, did you use uh, You've Got Mail as inspiration? I was like, no, no, I didn't. I don't think so. But um, it's one of my favorite movies. And so I ended up watching it. I was like, holy fucking shit. I did. I didn't even know it.
0: <laughs> I completely lifted the entire plot. <laughs> I mean that's a homage it's 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 love it's love in another form tb um the second thing uh, malcolm says is um in episode 143 we asked if people would know what sapphic meant and malcolm says um he was introduced to Sappho through reading alexander the great and he says he knows that history's not my thing and maybe, maybe poetry isn't either but he says Sappho's is well worth looking up we only have fragments of her poetry now but it's beautiful and sweet
1: I'll take a look, because I am the one who loves history.
0: Yes, I'm the one who keeps trying to read poetry and failing.
1: Oh, I'm terrible at poetry. Yeah. Oh, terrible at it. It's so weird that I'm a writer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we're going to crash on to the topic for the day, which is Romance Pride, bitches. Now, um, TB's going to take the lead on this one. This was, um, and we thought this was an app one for Valentine's Day. We should also say, Happy Valentine's, everyone.
1: Is it Valentine's?
0: It's Valentine's Day today
1: this is coming down on valentine's
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh wow oh i, I never know what date it is anyways so yes i proposed i i sent you an article because on sunday morning i was in bed reading the news on my phone and i saw an article on marion keys in the guardian and i'm a fan of hers and i believe you are a fan of marion as well
0: love her i was just reading i'm just reading her latest book or well, maybe not her very latest but anyway Yes.
1: yes, but she's a she's a charming author. I've seen her at um, the London Book Fair a couple times and listened to her speak. The most delightful Irish accent, and she's just one of those people who, even when she's talking about serious things, uh, she does it with such a lightheartedness that um, she's just a lovely woman. So I was I was keen to read this article, and it was promoting uh, one of her upcoming releases. I don't remember the name. But um, I like to read these articles from uh, creatives just to see what I can get from them. And this article was, I thought, I don't know if you've actually read it, but um, it was entertaining and I learned a bit.
0: I did. read it, yeah. Uh,
1: And I liked how she mentioned that she always writes a happy ending because, in her words, you can't depend on real life to do it for you. And I just really like the way she put that. And um, you and I, you know, we do the HEAs in our books, but she also um, discussed something else that I found very interesting, and she discussed how her books don't receive the same attention as male writers, and she was saying that maybe if her name was Martin Keyes instead of Marion Keyes, she would be judged differently. But it's not only the way she's being judged, she, she's because of being a female writer, but her stories also feature women. And she thought the lack of critical acclaim centered around women, in her words, is low-level misogyny and snobbery. And I was curious about this. And it kind of, um, I just thought about it for a bit. And it also made me think about all the times that I've been told uh, when people find out, A, yes, I write about women. Um, I'm a sapphic fiction author, so yeah. What? That's kind of a key ingredient. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. Shocking. Shocking! I write about women kissing women, but um, but when they find out, I write about romance in general, which again is, uh, Marion uh, Keys does write romance, and her stories feature women. So I took it one step further than she did in the article. But um, she was saying how a lot of her uh readers say it's a guilty pleasure for them reading her stories, like there's a shame of reading a story with an hea, and it kind of it hit me because. When I first started writing, I remember, um, one time when I first moved into my flat in Tooting, which is, I just love the word Tooting, um, which is south of the Thames in London. In London. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like definitely my city, Tooting. <laughs> and, uh, we had a backyard in my first day in the, uh, flat, uh, I was in the backyard uh, with a dog and cat and my neighbor was, uh, who I hadn't met before. He was hanging up his laundry and, uh. In London, you get to know everyone by um, by their laundry. You get to know what, how uh, bra sizes and everything of everyone in the neighborhood. It's amazing for someone who's extremely shy like I am. But anyways, that's a different thing. So we got to talking over the fence, and you know we we're just chatting and everything. And um, he he found out I was a writer, and he's like, oh, what genre do you write? And I paused, and it was. It wasn't because I write romance, it's because I had only met this gentleman and I wasn't sure how open-minded he was to uh, sapphic fiction, but he took my pause as embarrassment and he was like, oh, you write romance, I wouldn't tell people either, and then he started laughing and walked inside and I was just like, well, that's a bit rude, Like, <laughs> but this isn't my only run-in with the romance hate, so this was just a bloke in my neighborhood. But I've heard authors at talks at London Book Fair and other events where um, a lot of them love to bash Stephanie Meyer and E.L. James, and they're always claiming, oh, I don't write that stuff. I don't write that fluff. I write the real stories. And I'm just baffled because as an author, I know how difficult it is to write any story, but the fact that they take their time and they're always picking on the female writers all the time. And that's the ones that are like usually really successful. And they, they it's like said with such disdain and it really irritates the fuck out of me, which is why I proposed this topic. So um, this might be more of a, just a bitch therapy session <laughs> of, I want to get this out, like stop hating romance. But um, at a different conference, I was, it was a mystery writers conference and the, uh, the speaker was a cozy mystery writer and she said, she literally said this, I'm sitting there, she, uh, and she said, I'm jealous of my writing friend, because she writes romance, and all she has to do is jam the stuff into the formula, and voila, she has the whole book done, it doesn't take much effort. And I'm like, I was sitting there going, well, that's not exactly how we write romance, and there's a fucking formula to Cozy Mysteries. <laughs> like, what does she think she's doing? Pre-inventing the Cozy Mystery Wheel? But even at, at my, in my role at um, IHL, which is a website dedicated to sa- sapphic fiction, I've received emails from many authors, and maybe they don't know that um, I run IHL, that T.B. Markinson runs IHL, and T V Markinson is a romance author, because they'll, they'll send in, in books, and they'll be like, please don't list this as a romance. This is real fiction. This isn't a historical romance. This is historical fiction, or stuff like that. And I'm just like, Seriously? I have to take it from all the male authors at the conferences but now i have to take it from people within sapphic fiction who are going to bash romance do you get this
0: yes um you know it it happens all the time uh i was just at a funeral of a family friend this week one of my uh family members sort of said oh you know you you write romance and says something derogatory about it, and I'm just like, you have to pick your battles. And probably getting into a, an argument about romance at a funeral is not the best thing to do. So I let it go, TV, because that's the kind of person I am. But, <laughs> but you know, all the time people just uh, say casual, off the cuff remarks that are derogatory about the the job you do and the all the work you put into it. And you know, there, equally, I would say there are there are a lot of people who think. We do a great job, and and also, you know, putting out the books we do is is very dedicated, and and they realize the amount of work. But there is this still this stigma and this thing in society as a whole that romance is beneath everything else. I think actually, I don't know if you heard about this. There was a Twitter storm about this recently because I think it was The Sunday Times put together a best a best books list of last year, I think it was, and they did it by category, but they excluded romance from the fiction. Uh, Category, because they said that they're not proper books. They actually said that. Yeah, well, yeah, to all intents and purposes. So, but
1: every every story, every movie you see, everything has romance in
0: it. Yeah. Just because it's just because they these books, they don't think that two people falling in love is a worthy enough subject. it's not it's not grand enough, it's not the it's not the big idea. But you know, like you said, at the heart of it, at the core of it, it's just a kind of plain old misogyny because romance books are generally written by women, not all, but most. Um, and they're generally read by women again, not all, but most. Um, so it, it's just a case of good old-fashioned misogyny. Uh, when you get down to it but I would say as well that I've I've spun around I am very proudly a romance writer you know but I've always been a romance reader right I remember going on holiday when I was about 14 15 we went to um, Bulgaria and I, I was afraid my first experience of a resort hotel and I remember lying by the by the pool and I took about eight different sweet valley high romances do you remember those
1: i never read them but oh yeah they were they were popular they
0: were sure. yeah and i just loved I, I they were you know romance teenage romances uh, between men and women but you know there was no lesbian romances then and i probably wasn't that aware when i was 14 15 so but i loved. they're only the tragic ones yeah. where everyone dies yes <laughs> <laughs> i preferred the happy ones where people went to parties and you know <laughs> proms um I remember taking like eight, it was half my suitcase uh, was books. And I remember lying by the pool reading them. I had such a lovely holiday, it was great. Um, and now when I go on holiday, I, I load up my Kindle. It's a bit easier. And uh, I load it up with straight romance, gay romance, um, lesbian romance, whatever. They're all ends of the spectrum, I'd say, from light and fluffy to angsty to rom-com. But there's always romance. It's just what I am and, and what, I, what I read and what I write. But I went through the prejudice years, TB. Well, I think when I went to university and sort of in my early 20s, I decided that romance, I was influenced by popular culture, and I think I decided that romance is not proper books. Um, I think
1: we all went through that because um, I read a lot of historical romance and everything, and I never really considered them historical romance. But now I'm like, well, yeah, all of them were love stories. Well, what what were you thinking? (laughs) But we, we do get trained. You do, you do. And you get trained to think like when um uh, marion key said like when people admit like it's her their secret guilty pleasure and she's like why should it be a guilty pleasure and why should it be secret why can't it just be pleasure
0: yeah and i i think that you know when i first found the world of um sapphic fiction i was just over overwhelmed with happiness and i think most a lot of people are right because it's just great to see yourself uh represented and that's not to say that i don't i still do as i said read Um, straight romance as well because I love just reading all romance but I remember scoffing at my sisters um, (laughs) reading Danielle Steele like that's all they used to read my mum and my sisters and I remember scoffing like well that's not a real book but I'm sorry I'm sorry to my family I'm sorry to everyone if I ever scoffed at you for reading a Danielle Steele because you know she's been pretty successful right she
1: is, and she was uh, prolific. Yes. Is prolific? Is she still writing? I don't know. I
0: don't know. I Do you know what? I love but, a, da- a Danielle Steele movie. I used to love watching those when I was in my... At university, when I should have been studying. I watched a lot of Danielle Steele movies in the afternoons. Yeah, yeah,
1: but I get so tired of, like, all the bashing an author who's going to bash stephanie meyer and elo james who have made millions over stories that have swept the entire world into their universes you're just jealous
0: yeah i think it is that and also you know when you look at the romance uh, genre as a whole uh, romance is always where all the innovation happens in the writing world Um, you know they they get there first they lead the way so romance writers are the best and also as we know it's not easy everyone says oh there's a formula well you try and write it and you try and make it unique and your own it's very difficult to do and you know yeah i just i just think that what everyone wants in the world really is romance and connection be that whether it involves sex or not romance is universally beloved because people want to feel wanted and loved so if you're it's gonna, a
1: universal feeling. Yeah. it's a universal thing humans want Connections. Yeah, uh, like it's not like I don't understand why they
0: hate it. <laughs> Our books provide that, so we we are we are romance and proud, aren't we?
1: Yes, bitches. Yes. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you used that title because I think I put that in the
0: text. <laughs> <laughs> and I love this when when uh, you did um, suggest it, and then I read the Marion Keys article, and I love Marion. Her books are fantastic, and they are unapologetic uh, in their promotion of you know um fantastic strong diverse female characters um and i'm reading i think i'm reading gr- uh, grown-ups at the moment but i was really sad because i'm only a third of the way through it and i had it on loan from my library digitally and um i ran out my loan ran out and they took it back and i've, I've got to oh, wait God, six God. weeks for it to come back <laughs> i'm gonna forgotten all the characters by then
1: <laughs> i like to listen to her books in audio because i i so miss the irish accent but she's just delightful. And I've, I've also um, read some of her uh, but her nonfiction because she writes, like, these lovely newsletters and everything for mm. her readers. And she's just really down to earth, really funny, very honest. She hasn't had the easiest life. She's overcome addiction and depression. I don't know if you actually overcome. She battles addiction and depression. I don't think I'm phrasing that right. But, like, she's just one of those people. And then when I was reading this, I was like, because I never really considered it low-level misogyny. And then I was like, well, how did I miss
0: that? Now, I think this is uh, long being said at the Romance Novelist Association, which is the um, UK equivalent of the RWA, um, because they always said that if you're David Nichols or Nick Hornby, who wrote massive smash hit books that were turned into massive smash hit movies, um, and everyone always always said, oh, it's so well written, it's so this, it's so that. They're romances, everyone. Uh, And, you know, and I, I don't see Marion Keys getting the same acclaim the same adulation her books haven't been I mean they're smash hit books they haven't been turned yeah. into a movie I don't think um I don't think, I
1: don't think so but no. um I remember I forget what book it was but there was a while like every uh London bus that went by had one of her book covers on the side that was a big hit I can't remember what it was named now but I enjoyed it but um just the way she put it how like yeah. the men get judged so differently because like I think those were the two authors she actually mentioned in the article as well because they do get like, oh my God, they're they're brilliant. Can you believe they're writing romance in such a brilliant way? <laughs> yeah. Oh my
0: God. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's so
1: amazing the depth they add to their characters. And Why I, can't other romance authors do this? We're like, we fucking do.
0: I would also say as well that I have also, um, you know, I used to have um, my other podcast, The Lesbian Book Club, and I've interviewed quite a lot of authors and I've had a, quite a few lesbian um, or sapphic fiction authors say to me, uh oh they're not really into romance they're never going to write romance because they they think it's kind of beneath them and then low a few years later when they need to pay the bills they start writing romance poo-poo romance at your peril that should be the that should be the time to write poo-poo it at your peril
1: yes i i have talked to a few sapphic fiction authors on the u.s side who have said the same like oh i hate romance like it's I, I only write it because I want to pay my bills, but I hate it. And that makes me so mad. And I'm just like, I'm sure that comes through in the writing Yeah.
0: <laughs> do you know what? I'm glad I love it because I do. Um, and also just just coming back to the point, um, a lot of people would say, well, it's, it's light and fluffy. Yes, you get light and fluffy romance books. And I love them. I love reading them. I love writing them. But you also get angsty romance books. You get very romance books that deal in really quite dark, um, subjects. Uh, you get romantic comedies. There's a gamut of romance books. And so like, as you said, Marion Keys books have dealt with um, addiction, depression, uh, abortion. Like I, I've read all those of Marion Keys, but they're the same in um, sapphic fiction, right? Uh, one that springs to mind is Lees Gold's Fireflies. Um, I don't know if you've read that. That deals with alcoholism. That was really good. I read KG McGregor's Anyone But You. That deals with like the environment and the recklessness of oil companies. And that, that went into such a lot of detail of that um Mm -hmm, so and there are loads and loads of examples so yes actually i've written on my notes spit on romance books at your peril (laughs) i like the (laughs) word peril don't i
1: that is that is your word of the day (laughs) honestly though if it is just light and fluffy books like i love um like the confessions of a shopaholic series you know why happiness they fill me with happiness what is wrong with wanting happiness in a really difficult world
0: happiness people yes romance pride bitches we are unapologetic uh we love it we read it we write it
1: yes it. and if you are emailing me and saying um i'm not a romance writer i won't say anything in email but it hurts my feelings
0: well <laughs> yeah just i always think have a fit it's just uh knowing your audience right read the room hurts my feelings when you insult my career and when i'm gonna be honest and when you hurt tb's feelings you hurt her cat gray's feelings and no one wants that
1: no she's vicious she's back here sitting next to me she's actually so sweet but when you look at her she this looks like she wants to rip your
0: face off she is she's she's upset on tb's behalf anyway we're gonna wrap this up anything else to say tb
1: just stop hating romance people love romance and don't insult romance writers because you think it's not legitimate writing it's hard we put our heart and soul into it and we're proud of it yes. stop insulting us
0: and that goes for E.L. James as well whatever you think of whatever you think of her uh, she sold millions of books and um, she doesn't so this so does sh-
1: Stephanie Meyer I've read both series I enjoyed them because they were light well not light they were kind of dark but they made me happy I enjoyed the story stop <laughs> the
0: hate okay go forth and be romantic and just deal with love and not hate uh on on valentine's day we hope you have a lovely valentine's day a valentine lovely valentine's week and do let us know what you think um have you heard people hating on romance writers if you're a writer and if you're a reader have they been hating on you too i'm sure they have but go out there wear your romance badge with pride um do let us know what you think. Uh, comment on the website, lesbianswhowrite.com. Email us, lesbianswhowrite at gmail.com. Facebook us, Twitter us, at leswhowrite, and Instagram me. And join us next time when we will be discussing something brilliant that we haven't quite decided yet. We're not very good at organising uh, the upcoming episodes at the moment, are we?
1: I'll see what I find when I'm reading in bed on Sunday. Yes. Maybe I'll find another, another topic.
0: <laughs> We're being spontaneous. All <laughs> right, everyone. In the meantime, take care. Keep writing. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Follow us on Twitter at Les Who write or show us some love on our website by leaving us a comment or buying us a coffee. And sign up to our newsletter while you're there to never miss another episode. Head over to lesbiansyouwrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more listeners to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time.